Jacob Jones. Turn it off! Turn it off! Jeff, his heart I'm a sucker for you. Ben Yates. Yeah, not her. I got the conflict. Are we still playing this? <laughs> Stop! Wait, 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 listen. The Valley Variety, live, every Sunday at noon on Blaze Radio. Straight up. Once e cinquenta e seis on this Sunday morning, actually. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to the last name, but... dance and last season of the Valley Variety here on Blaze Radio and BlazeRadioOnline.com. My name is Jacob Jones, producer Jack Bartlett in the first studio, and Ben Yates. What's up, guys? El Domingo. Yeah, well, that's for my... Hopefully, extra credit for my Spanish 202 class hey, I'm okay. taking at uh, Rio Salada. Good. We're all in the final stretch here. All of us graduating in May. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, two people in Spanish 202. What are you in, Jack? You got any languages to make up now? Uh, no, I, I have filled, uh, yeah, I've fulfilled all my Spanish requirements. You have. Yeah, I did that fancy guy. sophomore year. Yeah. He's really fancy. He's uh, bilingual now, yes? Uh, I do. I'm not like fluent, but I can definitely have like a full conversation in Spanish. Wow! I've, okay. I've done it before. Uh, actually, when I was in uh, Nashville over the summer, um, I went to the Beyonce qu- concert with my brother. We're Ubering back to the hotel. Our Uber driver was Spanish. Really? Uh, yeah, she spoke. She was. Uh, that was her first language was Spanish, and I had like a a good like probably five ten minute conversation with her in Spanish. It's actually kind of interesting yeah. in Nashville. You find. Yeah. Yeah. I know. She's uh, she's from like New Mexico or here actually. Okay. It was one of the two. I don't remember, but it was like Southwest America for sure. Oh, quite mm-hmm. intriguing actually. Yeah, 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 it is. It is. She was a very nice person. Oh, well, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Southwest America. <laughs> God bless America. Oh, I wonder why. Is there a reason, Jones? Is there a reason I love Southwest America? Yeah. That's where we are right now, Jack. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, is it? No is way. it? Are we? Is this the Southwest? Yeah. Well, that us, <laughs> New Mexico, all the all the homies, you know. Wait. So this isn't the Northeast. Well, surprising. I still, I still have a problem. The You'd the marching s- band here is called the Pride of the Southwest. Yes, uh, Arizona State. Yeah, is A-A-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-
player in high school. I played lots of marching band. I, I think I'm fine to say there are more prideful things in the Southwestern marching <laughs> band. I, I'm, I don't think I'm mistaken in that. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's a lot of things more prideful than uh, ASU's marching band. Would you? But, um, <laughs> you wouldn't want to make a top five list, I imagine. I can think of like 80 things. but 80 things? <laughs> 80, those are just, 80 just, lists. just in my extended family. But like, oh. oh, like just family members that just, have more pride of the Southwest than... Oh, I'm sure. I mean... Valerie Jones, number one. Valerie Jones. Steve, like, you just keep going down the list. You go down the list, you could add anything you want in there. I mean, U of A, uh, U of A's marching band, though, they're a little little more specific. They say they're the pride of Arizona. So that's, um, they kind of. I feel like that's smaller than Southwest, though. So as much as it's not the Southwest, they do take a little dig at trying to claim the state. Okay, they can claim the state. But I think Arizona State claims a region, and the region is pretty massive compared to just the state. Oh, AC's marching band's pretty good. They they do a pretty good job on the uh on the field. At least our uh, our FX mics. Yeah. Pick it up pretty well. The fact that we can't hear our yeah, our, our broadcasters through the FX mics are <laughs> turned up all the way. So, thank you Fox Sports. Good job Fox Sports. Yeah. Uh, we salute you. Yeah. They do they do a great job. I I can't give them anything, but they do a great job. Thanks for your last night. Uh let's let's put it on the poll though. Is the Jones family the real pride of the Southwest? Yes or no? You have that on at the Valley Variety on Instagram. Uh, Haley is now working as the social media intern since from last semester. Still working on all the social media for poll questions and everything during the show live. So please go vote on that poll as it's coming out. And uh, while you're at it, uh, go follow Papa Go Golf Course, please. <laughs> she <laughs> yes. help, helps run the uh, social media account for Papa Go golf, golf Course. And so she's doing a great job. So we're ready to go. Follow uh, at Papago GC. Yeah, a good way to find that really quick is the Valley Variety is actually following that account. There so, you go. And uh, vice versa. So you can find it through the uh, search tab in there if you vice really want to go That's look a, for them. I love that word. You like vice versa? Yeah, I like the word. Where did you Where did you first hear the words vice versa? I uh, I think Phineas and Ferb probably. Oh really? Yeah. He's That's where a... I first heard the word aglet as well. Yeah, it's true. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, Who I else think, heard of aglet before? I think vice versa was in a, a song. I was like, I wonder. Was that. vice versa in a song? I think so. No, there's no way. Is it okay, Jack? Can you look that up um, while am. we're going to talk about the NFL? Because we need some sports topics in here. But uh, I think that's worthy of a, a Google search. Uh, it is. M- it's meanwhile, uh, Haley is also a 49ers fan. I'm, I'm sure she'll want to speak on their success soon, if not right now. Uh, go Niners. Go Niners. Bang bang Niner gang. Uh, very tough game last night. Slippery ball, slippery field. Brock Purdy. Uh, slippery hands trying to dry them off. There's the actually game. a song called Vice Versa. In Phineas and Ferb. Uh, oh, no. Not in Okay, and look up Phineas and Ferb, Vice Versa, because he said he heard Vice Versa in Phineas and Ferb, and I want to okay. clarify if that's true. All right. Dan Poppenmeyer might be a lyrical genius, but we need to be for sure. I think Jeremy was singing it. Jeremy. Okay. We'll, we'll look for Jeremy on that song. <laughs> if not, this is just going to be a great, great soundbite. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, yeah, 49ers. So, so uh, the Niners instant reaction. How do you how do you feel on this on this Sunday morning, t minus twelve hours after the game? Well, now that the heart attack has cleared up and I've gotten that taken care of, I do feel a lot better. Um, I think as a Niner fan, the best thing that you saw from that game is the fact that the Niners are zero and thirty right now in a game where they're trailing by more than five points in the fourth quarter. So to watch them be 1-30 is really great. Shanahan uh, proved that he can come back. And 
Um, I just feel as a Niner fan right now that they like Brock Purdy showed that he can get a game-winning drive if he needs to, even though Christian McCaffrey definitely put the team on his back. Best trade ever. But I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident that a Super Bowl could be in the near future, which was my pick weeks, many weeks ago, before the season even started. So hopefully I get that pick correct and uh, Niners to the Bowl. Niners to the Bowl. Niners to the Bowl. Okay. Uh, Niners to at uh, least an NFC Championship game right now. I think they were looking a little rough, but I'm I'm uh, I'm glad you're bringing up a bit of a prediction, Haley, because I would think we all need to write some sort of predictions on the forgotten uh, board of predictions. I would like to claim before we do that, my prediction from the second week yes. of the semester yeah. go look for that. is correct. I said after um, not to uh, bring up any harsh memories, Jack, but after the <laughs> uh, the Lions beat the Chiefs in Week One, I said on the show they were turning the corner and that they. Wow. Would make yeah. the divisional round. Yes, we do have before a, week two of the uh, NFL season. We have three, and they will play in the divisional round this um, afternoon, right after we end against uh, the Buccaneers. Does this uh, call for some fanfare? Uh, I believe it does. Lions make divisional round. Jacob Jones, everybody, congratulations. I mean, how do you just not feel good for Lions well fans, men, and crying tears of joy? In the stands yeah. after they beat the Rams, well, that's just I, that's well, incredible. What that's, I thought even was if they really... don't go to the Super Bowl, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, they're, I agree. they're really a step of like real step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. They're on the right track. The Super Bowl. I thought it was really cool that Dan Campbell was on that team that didn't win a single game in one <laughs> season. The first team in yes. NFL history to ever do that, and now he's their head coach, and he gets them over the hump. And it was the last time they had won a playoff game was what ninety one. Mm-hmm. Been over thirty years. They were saying Campbell. what like there's been what, four different presidents throughout from the fat from the time that the Lions have won a playoff game. Wow. From ninety one to twenty twenty four. Like the uh, what has happened well, in that time is insane. Would Biden be the fifth? I guess. I well, well. Because it, uh, would there have I been? Suppose? Was were both Bushes within ninety one? Well, it was Bush Senior, and right. then Bill Clinton, and then uh, Bush Junior, and You're then right. Obama, and then Trump, and then Biden. Oh, so okay, six. Yeah. So okay. there's been wow. six different yeah, presidents yeah. since the since the Lions have won a, a playoff game. Wow, that's history right there. Wow. But in terms of prediction for the Super Bowl. I um, I'll hold true. I don't think the Ravens make the Super Bowl. I I don't think, um, I think Lamar does Lamar things. I just think whoever the Bills and Chiefs are just two of the hottest teams in football right now. You know, I think when you're in the playoffs, it's all about being hot. It's all about being um having as much momentum as possible. It's not that the Ravens don't have momentum, but I think a motivated Chiefs team or a motivated motivated Bills team. Walking into um, Baltimore next weekend, probably gets the probably gets the win. So my predictions right now is Niners Bills Super Bowl. Sorry, Jack, but and then I think from there I the the Niners probably win it. But it's it's a uh, are you telling me to keep going? <laughs> like keep going with my my prediction and i just feel like that was a smart choice to stay to say in front of me sure (laughs) very smart uh 
I, I now I just got to fix some things though, because last night was ugly. So you have a pred- it was so ugly. So you have a new prediction. Your prediction is Bills Niners. Bills Super Niners Bowl. Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, I would like to remove two other predictions from this board because they're also both fulfilled. Patrick Mahomes will throw six thousand yards. <laughs> I wonder who wrote that one. Six thousand. Uh, six thousand. <laughs> Jack, d- did he uh, complete this goal? Um. Um. <laughs> I, I plead the fifth. Uh, would you like to Google search it just to make sure? Or? Six thousand yards. Would, would he be breaking the the all time passing? Yeah, he would. Because. Uh, Peyton, Peyton threw the most in 2013. Like, it was like 5,500 or something like that. Yeah. I knew it was a crazy hot take when yeah. I said it, and uh, I knew it was going to hit. Like, I thought the original uh, record was like I, I will, I will uh, fact-check myself here. No, he, he really went all out for that one. Uh, and then my uh, defeated prediction is the Saints. De- oh, wow. Okay, so Pat has 4,183 passing yards this wow. year. Only about 2,000 off, yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Not bad, Jack. Woohoo! Yeah, hey. Uh, my defeated the prediction ball. here you have a is the, uh, <laughs> the New Orleans Saints defense will be the best in the NFL this season. That did not happen. Yeah. Uh, they played really mediocre teams, but they were a mediocre defense. Yeah. So. Yes, well. Very bad <laughs> bad season uh, for, for that prediction there. But Jones yeah. got his he, prediction. Yeah. In the victory column. So we are Go Lions. One, for, one for three. Go Lions. <laughs> we have 33% yeah. success rate. Is there anyone that feels better right now in the world than uh, Anders Carlson? Anders the Carlson. kicker for the Green Bay Packers. If you don't remember from last night's game, yeah. he yeah. muffed a like t- like 30-yard field goal. Mm-hmm. And the Niners go down and score, making it 24-21. If he makes that field goal and the Niners still go down and score, it's a tie game that goes into overtime. And who knows what happens. Niners still win. <laughs> someone someone made a point, though, um, that would it be easier for um, the motivation of going down, like for the Niners' motivation, knowing that if you score, you win the game, instead of knowing that only if you score, you can only tie the game. Mm. Could that have yeah. been a, couldn't that have been a factor? And then, obviously, everyone blaming – Jordan Love for the the interception, which wasn't a good like yeah. he, it was two really it bad wasn't a good ball by him like, at the end yeah like it was, it was not a great ball but that kicker man you see uh what the Green Bay head coach Matt Lafleur his quote he said every time he goes out there the kicker mm-hmm. I just like sit and pray because <laughs> the kicker is a um a rookie I think he's a yeah they like signed him or something to it. Uh, well, I think I'm going to take a guess and say that he's not going to be re-signed this, this offseason. Mm. Yeah, that's it's tough. Great year for the Packers, though, from what they've... But 49ers don't have a great kicker either. Haley was talking all that's last true. night how bad it's true. the kicker <laughs> is for the Niners as well. I mean, he missed a kick as well, so yeah. that for, could have changed the game, too. Is, it was redirected. It was blocked, but if you're looking Literary. at that kick, it didn't look like it was going to go through either way. Um, yeah. So he's he's just as bad, honestly. <laughs> so the 49ers, ha- and you don't have anything about Brock Purdy. He did eh, m- pretty mediocre last night. Like Trash game, but he played when he needed to. He went six for seven on that last drive, and one was just a drop by Kittle. So I think he kind of, I don't know, people are talking a lot about like kind of having that gene in him where he finds a way to win the game. and. It, that's all I need to see. I don't need them to blow out a team. I needed them to win, and they did it. So. Yeah. Well, I think it also helped. They they were finally using the pieces that, like, got them there. They finally started like actually using McCaffrey. They finally started, you know, 
make like obviously right. Kittle drops it, but they, there's so much like hidden talent on that team. Like there's a the rookie tight end who made like a 20 yard catch or something, because people are leaving him alone because they have all these weapons. He's so a wide our wide receiver, Chris Conley. Chris yeah. Conley. So he's there. You go. He's, but like they're using the pieces that like that they should have been. I think that they use if they play the way they did that drive the entire game. I don't think it's close because they just played small ball. They played give what I mean. Purdy said in his post game interview, he said because Aaron Andrews asked him what happened. Oh, um, what happened on that last drive? He's like, well, I just kind of you know took what the defense gave me and we drove down the field. It's like, dude, exactly. That's like that's how you win. That's how yeah the 49ers win ball games. You give what the defense takes you because you can't cover everybody. And hopefully Debo is uh, back and healthy for the NFC Championship because that was a scary, um, scary thing to see him going into the locker room. Whatever, yeah, whatever the injury Debo was, his shoulder really concerning. He said he's okay and that there's still a chance to play in the NFC Championship game. Um, he didn't seem too concerned about it from now, but he has to get more tests throughout the week. Right. Well, we can always rely on third and Juwan. As Haley, as Haley Jawan Jennings, the uh, the um, the Auburn Tiger legend, if uh, if I remember correctly, Jawan Jennings. 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 <laughs> Reminds me of my favorite Ravens player of all time. I was I was telling oh. uh, <laughs> Jacoby Jones, <No. laughs> my my long lost Jones, my yeah. long lost brother who returned a 105 yard uh, no. a kickoff return in the Super Bowl <laughs> against the against against who Haley. <laughs> I have no idea. It was against the Niners. No. Anyway, that's just my uh, my pledge to uh, make her mad in the middle of the show. <laughs> good. Love you. You did a good job. Uh, the other NFL games that are happening, uh, Jack, you're going to be paying attention to the Chiefs and Bills tonight. I will. I will. Uh, and I I know you're going in with a lot of nerves to this game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as Chiefs are not favorite, favored in this game at all. They're yeah, I believe it's the first time I, I – I, I think it's actually the second time in Patty's career in the playoffs he has been the underdog. And thankfully, Adam Schefter released a lot of fun stats for us to go over uh, that are kind of strange when, on paper when you start comparing Tom Brady and Peyton Manning to Mahomes and Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is it's interesting. It is it's interesting yeah. how they actually are kind of similar between those two matchups. So please go ahead and read us some of those stats because this is actually kind of fun. Yeah, so Adam Schefter tweeted out about an hour ago four different graphics basically just comparing the two rivalries in the playoffs. Um, so Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, obviously two of the greatest quarterbacks to have ever played, played each other. The first two times they played each other in the playoffs was at Foxborough um, uh, for so home of Tom Brady. For the first two games, and Tom won the first two playoff games. So he started off two and zero in his playoff career against Peyton Manning. Same with Patrick Mahomes. He had his first two playoff games against Josh Allen at Arrowhead, and he won both of them. So both of them two and zero at home. Uh, then they Peyton Manning won the third matchup, which was his first time hosting a playoff game against Tom Brady, and. Here we are uh, in the third playoff match between Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And guess who gets to host it? It's Josh Allen this time. Uh, and another cool one is that Brady lost the – the first time Brady lost in the playoffs to Peyton Manning was in his seventh season. Patty is in his seventh season. See, this is 
where your nerves start. You start shaking at this one, I imagine. And then this one is just like, like how? This one is just so unreal. Brady, for his first loss against um, Manning in the playoffs, January 21st, 2007. Guess what today is? January 21st. Wow. 2024. Yeah. That's pretty, wow. yeah, pretty incredible. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to watch the game. I'm, I yeah, really, that's I'm, the game we're watching for sure. I think I'm also excited because I feel like every AFC game up to this point has been, every loss has been kind of blamed on weather. On like the Dolphins, everyone was making excuses for the Dolphins because they couldn't play in yeah in negative 25 degree weather. Mm-hmm. Everyone was making, even though it's cold in Pittsburgh, everyone yeah. was making excuses they couldn't play in the snow. Mm-hmm. These are these are two teams that. This is what they play in. This is what they practice in. Yeah. And the Chiefs, Chiefs practice in doing this before. They've played mm-hmm. in the playoffs in this condition before right. against the Bills. They've done this team. They've done the stadium. They've done the weather before. There's no right. excuse yeah. to lose this game other than right. one team is better than the other. Right. Exactly what Jonas' point is. Right. Yeah. There's I no agree. excuse this time. Yeah. And th- there shouldn't be excuse for the Dolphins either. Tua just fumbled in that game a couple times, and it, it was unfortunate to see such a good rising star still fall and so early yeah. in the playoffs. Well, I think one thing that's important too with like weather, I as much as we all um, just like Herm now, he did make a good point about his time with the Eagles and playing in cold weather, is that he found it easier to play, you know, play teams that didn't play than teams that did. He said it's not about being cold; it's about thinking about being cold. Right. It's the mm-hmm. team that thinks about being cold, mm-hmm. which is that he said all the West Coast teams that would have to come to Philadelphia in December and play in below zero weather than the uh the team that practices in it he said when you see those matchups that's when you see who the better football team is he said both teams are playing the same conditions and it's still i mean they're still i think they still had to call out um snow shovelers to buffalo yeah this past week to remove snow so it's still coming down and and tay tay's gonna be there <laughs> so we'll get to uh we'll get to do our over under on how many uh uh, Taylor Cam, we see tonight. And Jason <laughs> will be up there with Jason's going to be there, too, oh, yeah. 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 So Mama Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, probably Kylie as well with Jason, and Taylor and Swift. And maybe be their two daughters, too. Really loaded box is what that's going to be, yeah. man. It's gonna, that's a fun box right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be in that box to see the conversations going around. Like that, that'd be <laughs> kind of fun. the conversation is at, the, at a game like that. I mean, Jason Kelsey, Taylor Swift, and Donna Kelsey, and, and God, Kylie I'd Kelsey. Love to see that. And the two daughters yeah. as well. Yeah. They make Run, a trip down. Yeah, mm-hmm. the kids running around the box as well, like, that's you might have uh, Pat Cheering Mahomes Senior too, in oh, that box. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Former uh, Mets pitcher. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then um, Brittany, Brittany, uh, Brittany will probably be there. Brittany, be there. yeah, Brittany. Jackson Mahomes. I don't actually know if he's I don't think been he comes to games anymore. Does he? Yeah. Does he not? Well, he got he's in legal. Been... He got in legal trouble after the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah I know that. But since yeah, since uh, since that whole thing, the Mahomes family like really started locking down on social media. Like I'm 99.999% confident. Like right after that happened, they hired a social media manager, and they told Jackson to like just get off of social media because I, like he doesn't post like at all anywhere. Uh, and then Patty will post like once a week, like uh, kind of like a hype video, getting ready for the game that week. Um, and and Brittany will do stuff similarly, but it's all very like planned posts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it just kind of gives off the vibe that that is like they've really realized that they need a social media manager because they were getting a lot of hate, not necessarily all 
with reason, but they were getting a, a, a lot of dump and, and filth, especially on social media because well, of how popular and famous they they've, were. They've done better. He, yeah, he would just be you know he. I remember twenty one. I think it was. There was a situation in um, can't remember where it was, but he like um, spilled water on fans because they were making fun of him after a Chiefs loss. Oh my! Like, or Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, 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 he yeah. spilled his drink and then yeah. And then, uh, what he was in Washington during um, Sean Taylor's. Oh, yeah, um, you're right. That halftime. One, I forgot about recognition. that. Recognition. That was that one was really bad. And they and painted they the, painted 21 on the sidelines, right. and Jackson Holmes did a TikTok dance right. on the the 21 mm-hmm. on the sideline. It's like, oh, dude, even if you don't like, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. someone inform him to like, mm-hmm. like, yikes. Well, even in the, um, I could kind of tell they were distance because after the quarterback documentary or during the door quarterback documentary. Yeah. Um, they highlighted the entire family, mm-hmm. except for Jackson. Right, and even like in the middle of the like they'd have you know, Mahomes saying hi to the family on the sidelines before games, and but they wouldn't show him like saying hi to Jackson, mm-hmm. or he wouldn't like really acknowledge Jackson. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that that family is a little, probably a little split right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it will be a interesting playoffs. You know, we got two more games left today, and then you're entering the final four. The yeah. Division championships. No, conference championships. Conference championships. Wow. Hey, yeah. sorry. <laughs> two teams in, two, two teams, teams left to be decided. Yeah. yeah. So Bucks and Chiefs are losing today? Yeah. Or? Um, I think so. I'd, I'd hope not. Yeah, you'd hope I'd, not, but hope what would? Not. What do you think? I actually don't know who's going to win the, the Chiefs-Bills game. I, it could, it'll I be a close one. That's a toss-up. That's, yeah. a, that's actually a close one. They've, I have a hot take. They've all been oh, just really close. A hot take? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Bucks beat the Lions today. Whoa. Whoa. Reasoning? I just want it to happen. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, no, okay. I, I just I feel like the Bucks are getting hot at the right time, and I think that it'll be a good game. Um, I don't know. I just think that it's going to be a better game than people expected it to be. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, I don't – I foolishly left my Post-it notes in the studio with Jack. Uh, they're behind him. I'm in my, my notes app, though. Uh, yeah, put that on the notes. Let's let's put all Bucks these predictions. Bucks will beat. The it can't get worse than two thousand yards off of a prediction, you know. I yeah, mean, these. Like, it, it can't. That's much. pretty close. <laughs> I'm not that wrong. It's not pretty close though. That's the thing. <laughs> no, but like. <laughs> Why are you booing me? <laughs> it's only two thousand. I I don't disagree. I could, I could get that in one game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Uncle Rico. <laughs> Back in my day, I used to throw that ball a quarter if mile. If I just had quadruple <laughs> overtime, I could get it done. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> my I, point. I selfishly last night wanted to see um, them tie the game um, or something happen where he went to overtime. Because I want to see this no, these new overtime rules that got implemented after um, the Bills-Chiefs. That's um, yeah. that's actually what I want for this game. Is I want the new overtime rules to be shown for the Bills Chiefs them. game because the last time they played, the rule then became implemented. Did we not see it last season at all? Right, we not no, one no. game was used for overtime. We okay, didn't. So that's why I want the Bills Chiefs game to be the first one with the overtime playoff. I really don't yeah. even know the rule. I think I know the general rule is that both teams have a shot at the ball. In, I th- in, this, in the overtime period, yeah, even if I, they score a touchdown? I think – so if you score a touchdown and you get the ball first, then the other team gets a chance. If they score a touchdown, then you get the ball back, and if you score again, then you win. Okay. I I believe that's how it works. Okay, so it's kind of like it's kind of like the field goal thing where it's like if you get a field goal, then the cha- team has a chance to go in. Mm-hmm. 
I think we answer you. Don't just want. So I think like we college. need to demand that this game goes to overtime. I think we need yeah. to force the NFL yeah. scriptwriters to finally do their job because this season has been terrible for script writing. Okay, the scriptwriters we made so many jokes last season, <laughs> so many that they just all quit their jobs and decided <laughs> to write a mediocre script that no one cared about for the regular season. Yeah, that writer They're like, let's, really. <laughs> let's hire Taylor Swift as an actress for this season and see what happens. That was a great script that they wrote for only Kansas City for, and no well, one liked for. It. No, that was actually like a great script for just only, Swifties. No, only Kansas City and Swifties liked it. No one, yeah, but no actual the NFL fan so enjoyed big. that. No NFL fan enjoyed what was happening with that. None. I would say the traditional fan, NFL mediocre fans. NFL game. But I think the NFL, NFL fan base with Taylor is trying to expand okay. its fan base. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, think the we, traditional I fan base we, didn't like it. I at think all. we need to demand that the NFL scriptwriters come back just for this game. And force an overtime. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm yeah. I'm I'm a hundred percent on train with you. Well, I demand. I think overtime. I think it would be so perfect because then you get to answer the question of um, like what would have happened the last time they played in the overtime. Exactly. Like, would sure. the Bills have come back and won, or would the Chiefs still have held on? Demand I, it. I like the. Um, I don't know if you guys remember when I was a kid. There used to be the Buffalo Wild Wings commercials. And the bar would be like, take this thing to overtime. There was a thing under oh, yeah. the, on yeah, the yeah, bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. He would press, and it would, like, shoot up a sprinkler on the field. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, we're going to overtime. That was great. And it's like, so I think that need to ha- needs to happen today. Like, so Buffalo Wild Wings sponsored overtime as well? I think I think so. That's a great idea. Was, I think we should put that Those commercials used to be so good. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings used to have the best should commercials. we demand, as NFL fans, for an, over- an overtime, overtime today? of yeah. Chiefs Bills yeah. today? We could. Uh, we Should we demand Chiefs Bills to go to overtime today? We could get, get a little petition started. Yeah. On uh, change.org. Change, yeah, I was yeah. just about to say that. <laughs> well, this is this is the game that everyone's been waiting for. Like this is like NFL. Like away from last night's game, these playoff games have been, you know, very. Uh, maybe the Lions are are a, a small exception, but that wasn't a very dramatic ending. They just kind of ran no, out the yeah. clock, but it was dramatic because the fans were into it. I think this one's going to be the one where it's like, yeah, this, this one's going to one. come down to like. The field goal, or the, or overtime, or, yeah. or something. The Ravens Texans was a a blowout. Yeah, you know, was Niners Packers was close. It was really close. That, that one, that one was good. That was a. But out of the last of the four was games the game we that we have from divisional rounds, I think I mean, this is the one. Absolutely. I don't see a situation where. Sorry, Jack. I don't see a situation where the Bills don't win this game. I just I. Yeah, the there, there's there's so much. If it on comes the line for the Josh Allen, toss, yeah. there's so much on the line for Josh Allen right now. You, that is true. You can't have Patrick Mahomes go into your house and beat you in a playoff game in front of your crowd. Especially the after biggest the they've had. thing for Josh, though, for me at least, is that there's a couple. They got kind of banged up last week, and that's not on Josh Allen. I think he's going to play his butt off, at for the exact same reason you just mentioned, Jacob. But like, he can't help that some of his players are banged up. You know, that's true. Uh, we we do have a couple other things to get to, uh, including Will Levis having a sculpture made of mayonnaise. Yes, <laughs> uh, I I find that very hilarious. Uh, why do you th- like? Why do we have this born into existence? Why did I have to see it on TikTok multiple? Not just one time. I saw it three times in a row, back to back to back, on my for you page, targeting all the Kentucky fans to look at what they have done. Will Levis statue, and I I think we need to really question is there really if there was ever a statue built of will levis anywhere what material would it be made of other than mayonnaise i think is a great question to ask 
I don't think you can use cobblestone, gold, or silver. No, mayo. <laughs> I think it's just everlasting mayo would be a great substance for a Will Levis statue somewhere. I think this I think this joke's getting a little old. The whole the whole <laughs> Will Levis mayonnaise thing. I'm like You don't like this? I'm like, okay, he put it in his coffee, it was kind of a fun joke and then <laughs> and it's like this is Oh, it's really blown up though. It's I mean it, it's it, still everywhere, but I think it was obviously blew it because it's like, dude, you put mayo in your coffee? Yeah, it's that's it. you're, just, you're just a weird dude. It's a weird dude getting <laughs> celebrated like, for weird reasons by a weird company. That's what's happening to And then now I think the, now Big Mayo's like this is our guy. This is this is, <laughs> this is our guy right here. This is we've never seen an opportunity. The more man, than the this. man, <laughs> the man that was built for Mayo advertising is, is in the NFL, and he plays for the Tennessee Titans. There's there's no one that coffee shops hate more and Mayo companies love more. It is Will Levis yeah. that has controlled no the one market. I, no one I feel uh, more for than uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ryan Tannehill. I don't think he's getting. Benched because of this guy, yes. The Will Levis man future, sculpture. Future Las Vegas Raider, Ryan Tannehill. Oof. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, I I actually agree with that. That's that's tough. Uh, it's smart. But something that happened in the Valley yesterday, uh, Brawny came into town, and everyone thought he was the superstar that he is not, uh, that his father is, and he, uh, they insulted him, booed him openly. The it's unfair. Uh, why? I thought I, I thought I timed Ouch. it. I thought you were about to say they they lost, and so then I pressed it, <laughs> and that's why I was like, "Oh, ASU won." Da da. Poor kid. Poor but, Brownie. But then it wasn't. No, no way. I kind of just did myself like that. I'm glad you didn't do that five seconds later when I was about to talk about the heart condition. Uh, that was, oh, that would have been rough. That was just about to happen, and I'm glad I cut myself off just in time yeah. to hear what Jones had to say. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that would have been bad. That. Yeah. Um, nice going, Jack. <laughs> it, you did what you did was bad, but it wasn't as bad as, <laughs> as what it could have been. been. Yeah. So as it was about yeah. to be. Good on you. you great producer. <laughs> <Poor kid. laughs> yeah. Poor kid. He's. <laughs> He just said, poor kid. And then, <laughs> Okay, uh, to be fair, that one was delayed. I did that right after you guys said, good job producing. And then he said, poor kid, and then it played. And then I'm like, Man, wow. timing today is not not the best it's ever been. <laughs> I, I, oh, no. <laughs> in seriousness, I feel, bad. I feel bad for him in a lot of reasons. One, he's stuck with his, his dad's name. He is yes. LeBron James Jr. Yeah. You can call him Bronny, but his... his Government name is LeBron James Jr. He plays for USC, which may have been his choice, but he still plays in USC in Los Angeles. And his dad plays for the Lakers. And his dad is who he is. So it's all these factors play into like everyone hating him for no reason. And and he's and he's just and he's just okay at basketball too. Like like he's he's average, I guess, but every Every time he missed a shot last night, uh, or he got a turnover, it was like, electric. "Oh, Bronny, Bronny, Bronny!" Like, yeah, like guys. Frankie was all over him. Though. Yeah, Frankie was just. I uh, do want to ASU defense never looked better. Yeah, well, how I many agree. how many steals does Frankie have now? He's like leading he's, the he's, he's like leading third the in the nation or something like that. He's second or third over, in the na- yeah. nation with steals. Over yes. ninety right now. Yeah, yeah. and he, I think insane. he has the ASU record for steals. At yeah, point. yeah, uh, yeah. it's it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of steals, uh, and it's it's ungodly what he's done, defensively, and offensively. He's a, Frankie does it 
every night. He's always able to go offense and defense. But the whole team has never clicked like that together. And I, I remember talking to your dad last night, Jones. Uh, we were talking how ASU kind of chooses offense or defense for men's basketball, which yeah. one to do that night. And last, like, last afternoon, that was not the case. They chose both and went all guns a-blazing on USC. Well, I was a little worried because um, Wednesday night's game against UCLA. Right. And can, they can really break a team. It can, does, yeah. With you all know, the technical getting, fouls. Getting five technicals called on you can break a team. Can, mm-hmm. And the fact that they came out the way they did, and, you know, Frankie's been a great leader for that team. Like, I've been talking yeah. to insiders, and after the game, Frankie was the one guy, like, guys, keep it together. Like, uh, But I'm worried about, and what we saw last night, um, or yesterday afternoon, um, is Bobby's got to control himself. Well, yeah, he always has a problem with and he He has a problem, but, you know, it came to the extent I haven't seen it like that where his son, Bobby Jr., had to go out onto the court to hold him back. And it's becoming right. a point where it's like if you have if your son has to, like, run out and hold you back, you can be upset, and I get he gets worked up. But that time yelling at the refs, like, your team's in the huddle working on game plan. Yeah. While you're screaming at the refs, I've always that's always been my biggest ick with Bobby is, well, I, he's the team's trying to work a game plan. He's over there like, still yelling at the refs. I remember there was a game like, where he had a, a full jacket on with a tie and a, like, I forgot who I was talking to, but we were both shocked as Inferno. Like we were writing for Inferno, we were shocked that he never took the jacket off once during that game. He was calm, cool, collected. He stood up half the time, but they were winning by like 15 most of the game, and it was stunning. Wow. How he didn't lose his cool the entire way through. <laughs> and then I went to the UCLA game. Jacket is thrown. <laughs> tie actually comes <laughs> off. He unbuttons the top collar. I mean, and it, he's soaked in his own sweat. <laughs> it was such a stark contrast between the two. Like, Bobby, when he gets frustrated, he starts to declothe. And I don't understand <laughs> why it gets so hot under that jacket for him. But he gets red hot mm-hmm. under that jacket and under that button up every time he loses his cool with the refs like the temperature increases in dfa dramatically for him (laughs) (laughs) it it becomes from like like cold weather in december to it is 120 in may right now and i have to take off all these and get down to the tank top for bobby hurley to talk to these refs it's incredible (laughs) yeah he's a lot of that stuff was especially ucla you're talking about like how he basically got (laughs) <laughs> undressed on the court <laughs> was I was waiting for the belt to come off next and no, <laughs> <laughs> it was Bobby man like this is the this is the Duke Blue Devil and I'm like come on <laughs> granted all that the stuff he was yelling about may not have been um, unwarranted it, it's still like there's a we um, I talk about my internship sometimes but we have Bobby Jr. as one of our production interns and one of the things we joked about with him is that d- your dad has to cool down. <laughs> <laughs> and and he said like, well, he's 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 getting better. He's, he's trying to better, yeah. he, he's he's trying yeah. to he's trying to control himself. And then stuff like Wednesday night happens, and it's yeah, like, ah, it. well, like, well, that just w- went down the drain. Wasn't as bad as his first season though. When Bobby first came here, yeah, his first game was against U of A. He got ejected, <laughs> and he was walking out of the arena, and he was like, get up, come on, let's go. Everyone yeah. was excited though. I was like, "Yeah, finally a coach that," and they kept happening. It was like, "Oh, that that's 
So he just does this? I'm like, okay. And th- there's a lot of coaches in NCAA that do get texts a lot for screaming at refs. I mean, Tom Izzo's gotten some in, like, his early yeah. years. Coach K was always kind of shouting at a couple of refs, but he was more cool and collected, like, through his later years. Yeah. Uh, Calipari, every time he went to South You're Carolina, the, always. the biggest one, Ben. Uh, Bobby Knight. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, I, I, was, the I, was leading up, I was leading up to that one. Yeah. There's no one else quite like Bobby Knight. Uh, yeah. For technical fouls, yeah. uh, but chair. Bobby is like <laughs> he's really tried to get up there and you know for technical fouls himself. I don't know, he's never going to throw a chair. I don't think he's going to lose that cool anytime soon like Bobby did. But there's two Bobbies. Wow, <laughs> yeah. hey, look at that. You know, it's coincidence funny. that they're both uh, can be a little hot headish. Yeah, <laughs> very. Tim Healy gave me a funny stat. Them Bobbies, man, watch out. <laughs> Tim Healy gave me a funny stat yesterday about um, Bobby in the text. So Pac-12, um, the Pac-12 Referee Association, there's been there's some people that assign referees, like there's certain certain people, and he was talking about um, the game that he was ejected against U of A his first season, and then some other games that he's been um, received like a significant number of technical fouls, mm-hmm. and then Wednesday night's game, were all assigned by the same head referee. Yeah, no, it was the same guy. The same head official assigned um, these five different games. Yep. And Tim brought a point of, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, this ref has it against, you know, Bobby, or this ref has it against whatever. But you look at it, and it's funny, because it's like, these five games, it's kind of like the Scott Foster thing and Chris Paul. Yeah, and that one's funny, though. That one's funny. <laughs> I think that one, Chris Paul is more bought into that one himself actually, than Scott Foster. It actually, actually is personal, like with Chris Paul at least. It's personal yeah. for him. So it, I mean, there is something with him and Scott Foster that's actually legitimately personal. Well, that's what we were bringing up yesterday. Is that is there something personal with those two? Yeah. Or that group of referees that he keeps assigning to work ASU games? And do they have a, a preconceived notion that like, hey, Bobby's going to be, like, we got to go, you know, ref Bobby tonight. There's going to be. Yeah, that's fair. Which you're not supposed that's to have fair. as a referee. But, the, but everyone's human. There's, but the also, Everyone has emotions. Yeah, everyone's getting prepped for the right thing, and Bobby has a tendency to get heated. So when they go in with that uh, precognition that Bobby's going to lose his cool maybe once or twice in the game, then you're already looking for it. You're already looking for Draymond Green to punch some guy in the throat. Yeah. You're already looking for Grayson Allen to stick his butt out and trip someone. You're already looking for someone, for an infamous soul that is used to doing this. Yeah. You're already looking for that. Oh, so Draymond. you're right. Ah, oh, Draymond. <laughs> I miss Draymond. He's, he's back, still, right? He's back. Oh, cool, he's cool, back. cool. Uh, he's out of therapy? Out of his 12-day suspension, yes. Yeah. Uh, he played uh, pretty mediocrely, but yes, he's, he's back. Uh, still playing like old man Draymond. I love talking to my dad about it because he was like, Draymond of the 80s? <laughs> it would not be as popular as he is. No. Because the 80s was just this. 80s was all Draymond Green. It was just all. So he'd just be like another guy. Like, yeah. He'd be, he'd be considered a scrub in the 80s. He'd he's be just, great on the bad boy Pistons, though. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, he would have. Because uh, he was still, like, in his prime, three-point shooting was, like, not a problem for Draymond. Yeah. Passing was not a problem. Defense was not a problem. Yeah. He would have been a really big star on the bad boy Pistons. Those I I think the like '90s NBA's 30 for 30s are the best 30 for 30. Oh documentaries. my god, they're so great. The Bad Boys, the uh, the Last Dance was really good. Malice in the Palace. Malice in the Palace. Netflix that was a good did a, one. Netflix did a good job on their um, Untold series. 
Yeah. About Malcolm's yeah, palace. Yeah, 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 yeah. About what happened after the the reverb of what happened. That was deeper than the yeah. fight. Mm-hmm. But they did a good job. They, NBA does a good job with that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. going back to ASU, the addition of Adam Miller finally getting back uh, to playing after all the transfer eligibility stuff that's been going on with NCAA, he's finally back, and it's great to see a full ASU team actually yeah. start taking some Pac-12 teams out. You've lost UCLA because there's a lot of – you could say it's the refs, you could say it's yourselves, but it was close enough where I don't count that as a full loss. It's like kind of an asterisk on that one for yeah. me. But committee will see what they want. They're going to have a tough time getting to March either way. They're, yeah, I was looking at their record and their schedule, and they kind of got to win out with the exception of – I think there's like two ranked teams in the Pac-12 right now. I think with the exception of losing those four games because they play both of them twice, I think they have to win out for even a chance to make the, the tournament. I think you have maybe two – you can spare maybe two losses. Yeah. And these up and the the rest of your schedule, yeah. Maybe maybe, which that's why I think. And I talked about it last night watching Arizona. I'm confident that ASU can beat U of A. Uh, I think confidence now is now almost a need if you want to go to March. Yeah, you need to be. Yeah. It's it's like last year, how the Mikhail Mary, the Des Camber shot, that was a need for ASU. They needed that. ASU needed that game. Uh, it's the same way this year, but you're gonna need. A few of those kind of games, like you need to beat USC again. You need to you need to get UCLA at Poly. You need to take one game against U of A. It's and you need to do well in Pac-12 at the tournament in Vegas. At least get to the at least get to the the, the semis. Yeah, I think you were telling me last night, Jones, that you think ASU can actually beat U of A, and or actually not think you they could. You thought that they will. I I I'm. If they combine, I think they found a good formula last, yesterday of not choosing what they're going to harp on. Mm-hmm. Are we going to do offense tonight or are we going to do defense tonight? They did both. So I think if they can manage that against a team like U of A. Oh, yeah. They, they, they can beat they them. If they do that to U of, U of A, there will be a chance. I, I still – It'll be tough, but I think they can beat yeah. them. I, think, I yeah. think they have the best guard in the Pac-12 and the Kayla. best big of in the Pac-12. Yeah, I agree. I think they have b- both of those, and that's a huge reason why they're ranked so high. Yeah. Uh, and we, I, I remember Jack and I, we met uh, Balo uh, oh, at, a, right. at a game. Yeah. And it was after the UMass game. And he was sitting down uh, eye level to us. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big dude. He's a He's huge, huge dude. He's a scary He's man. <laughs> like Omar I, Balo. we could see him. Like he was a. A sore thumb amongst the crowd because yeah. he's wearing the U of A mm. uh, practice gear, which is just bold already. <laughs> it's not even U of A game time. It was Colorado, wasn't it? No, it, it was the UMass Lowell game. UMass Lowell. Oh, so even like okay. Well, his smaller. buddy was uh, on the team. I remember that, but yeah. still wearing the U of A gear was like, dude, are you trying to get stabbed <laughs> here in the middle of the of the DFA? Like everyone's gonna be looking at that. Like <laughs> we know who you are. Like <laughs> you're he, had a f- he had a few fans come up to him. It's like LeBron wearing Lakers gear in the middle of the public. Like, okay, we know exactly who you are. Like, we, we you're already big and strong, and you have the beard. Like, okay, we see you, but why are you wearing the Lakers gear to make it more obvious? <laughs> but yeah. not like you can't hide anyway. Unfortunately, ASU fans can't give too much to U of A fans. Or we yeah. are, we are a little, we are a little brother right now. 
right now. ASU, we are a little brother. So Although we, the last we do have to be game little. that you two played against each other in basketball. Yeah, we did ASU get you one. Oh, yeah. We did get the best one. in the, Tucson. In Tucson. Oh, well, Mikhail Mary. Yeah, I still have the I still have the newspaper, <laughs> the front page of the Arizona Republic. That was great. Mikhail Mary, with the with a shot of Des Cambridge celebrating. That was it, that was just so awesome. Took a selfie with it in front of Mikhail too. But I I don't know what ASU changed last night though. I, it was a, a different team from Wednesday and last yeah. night. It was two different play styles that I'd never seen. That that kind of happens with Bobby throughout the seasons that I've watched. Like, there's one game they'll be really, really good, and, like, the things they're really good at, they're perfect at. And the things they've kind of struggled at, they don't struggle at, but they're not perfect at it either. And, and they win the game. And then the next game, you know, they just, like, won't hustle at all and there's like no heart there's no passion but then the next game like you see that perfection again and and it's just like you don't there's not a lot of consistency it doesn't seem like at least and there's there's still the fact that yes adam miller is back but you also what would the asu season be like if he was there earlier yeah they lost a lot of games in the early season without him and and they would have had Miller and Sean Phillips playing together at those first few games Could because by the time Miller came back, Phillips was injured for, like, what, two weeks? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. He was out for a little bit. Yeah. And he was off last night. I mean, yeah. he didn't. Yeah, well, that's why well. they put uh, they put two big men in instead of Phillips at the, the yeah. end because they had Silabunge and uh, Gaffney. Yeah. yeah, this may be a what-if season for ASU. What if we had all these dudes? Yeah. It's been a what-if season for a lot of teams. I, mean, I agree. I and agree. I'm, I'm glad we can kind of bring this up because it's happened to a lot of players a lot across the country here. Transfer portal has messed up a lot of things with the NCAA. Mm-hmm. NCAA has messed up a lot of transfer portal things, especially in football. We talked about it a lot last yeah. season. Uh, but there's also the European factor. When Europeans come in to play college sports, there's not a lot of – eligibility uh, attention for them. Uh, I remember years ago, Ennis Cantor came to Kentucky and tried to play a season. They never got him, be- became eligible. He's become an NBA star before, after that, rebounding leader for multiple years. Uh, but we always had that, what if he played? And that was after John Wall and right before Anthony Davis. So that season was forgotten. Right. We never really got to see that. And now it's actually happened to Kentucky again, except they actually – let him let him go. Uh, Zvonimir Ivicic, did you? Oh, sorry. <clears throat> That's a mistake on my part. I'm coughing up here because I'm very proud of this guy. <laughs> As a Kentucky fan, I'm so proud to see him play basketball. It's good to see him again. It's good to see. Big Blue Nation came out, though. Uh, did you see the billboard, Jack, that they put up? Uh, I have, but I, I'll have to look at it again. Uh, there was a, a podcast in Kentucky that put up a billboard outside the NCAA buildings. On their way into work, they'll see it all the time, that said, Free Big Z. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Sincerely, Kentucky fans. Wow. And and the podcast, by the way, is called Rup to No Good. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Rup, Adolf Rupp was the head coach of right. Kentucky for many, many decades, infamous, Rupp Arena. Uh, but Rupp to no good put up this billboard uh, idea on change.org, uh, hilariously enough, and asked for a donation to put it up there. And within four hours, they got enough money to put the billboard up like the next week. 
and then within a week's time of that billboard being hung, Zvonimir got to play in his first game yesterday and didn't miss a three-point shot the entire first half. And he's seven foot tall. So the what-if seasons for a lot of teams like that are going to be seen now that, you know, they opened up the transfer eligibility for Adam Miller pretty late, but now all those players are getting to play again. Mm -hmm. The European eligibility is now kind of being released and they're getting to play. Mm -hmm. So the what-if factors are going to start happening now. Uh, all the teams are now coming back into their full power that they expected to have the beginning of the season. So anything can happen now. What we thought the favorites are probably aren't the favorite teams anymore. Purdue and Arizona, yeah. they didn't have this kind of problem. They've had the full team all season long. Yeah. And they're the favorites to win the March Madness right now. ASU just got Adam Miller back. Kentucky got Svonimir back. And they've already been a top 10 team all season. So how does this affect the entire March Madness now? We have no idea. Mm-hmm. But what if factors huge? Yeah, huge. Yeah, big what if factors. I feel like we're gonna look at March and be like, man, what if we had this? What if we had that? And it's and tougher, like you know, because you're trying to go up against Purdue and Arizona, who have like had the success all year. But that's also why the big question is like, are these teams legit? Because you've had this talent the entire year, and now you're starting to see teams like U of A, you know falter a little bit which is fine you're not allowed to to not lose games in college basketball that's not what i'm saying but like u of a has been losing games and purdue has been losing like a handful of games yeah. the same way all year and we see it all yeah. u of a had to make the same case for themselves last year and they lost to princeton in the first round and purdue lost to and, fairly dickinson and purdue lost to fairly dickinson. like it's like it's same it's like the same book every year it's you have the same roster at the beginning of the year, and you don't change your roster. But team, it seems like the teams that do get the the guys in the year because of the NCAA eligibility, like make the runs because they're able to make the in season adjustments and they're able to do those in season adjustments. And yeah, but uh, I will say with Zvonimir coming back for Kentucky, they led by thirty points at one, at the end of that game. They led by thirty points, and then they wow. gave up because what are you going to do more at that point? Right. Uh, so Georgia ended up losing by just nine because Kentucky gave up, but they led by 30 points to win the game, basically. Uh, but that's, that is happening. It's happening everywhere. Uh, Duke and Kansas lost yesterday. They're both top yeah. ten teams. And Duke has been 50-50 throughout the whole season. Like, yeah. It's been weird for them. Kansas has been a favorite all season and they've lost they, the, three different yeah. games now where yeah. it's an unranked opponent. Yeah, last two weeks they've kind of struggled. Kentucky's lost two, Purdue's lost two or three unranked mm-hmm. matchups now. U of A's lost one or two at this point. Everyone's uh, got an unranked they have I think last last two weeks unranked teams have been taking out all the top 25 teams. Yeah. It's been a bloodbath. Well, U of A lost to Purdue and they lost and they also lost to like Temple, and yeah. they lost to Washington State. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. So they're like they're losing against some. Yeah, Creighton had a really narrow escape against Seton Hall last night as well. FAU. Seton Hall is like a weird sneaky team this year. They always are. Yeah, Pirates. Yeah. Oh, this is the one I kept harping at. Stanford beat U of A. Yeah, hundred eighty-two. Wow. They let Stanford score 100 score points 100. on them? So that's the thing. It, U of A, like, as good as they are, like, I'm not convinced by any top 25 team. 
it's hard to pick one. It really is hard to pick any team this year. Yeah. Uh, last year you had, you know, you had Purdue with Zach Eady, and you thought he was going to go really far. Uh, you still had North Carolina who just tanked all the way down after making the championship. Kansas was still up there. Uh, I forget the other teams that really had a shot. UConn was not looked at at all before they entered the tournament. No one thought they were going to make a cha- championship run. No that's that's always been UConn, though. Right. They, just, they always yeah. defy odds. But the last two championships that they had have been – yeah. Upset runs. Th- that one more than than any of their other championships in recent history was like you knew they were making the tournament and you knew they were going to be a higher seed. Not maybe maybe not like a yeah, two, four, one or four two. Is high. But four yeah, is high. but one of the higher seeds. That's a sweet sixteen that, expectation. Yeah. That was the most like assurance I would say UConn had going into the tournament than they have had in any of the previous seasons. I've seen them win yeah. Maddie. Because the Kimba Walker year and the uh, Shabazz Napier year, they had to win the Big East to get in. So yeah, and that one in uh, what was that twenty fourteen? That was a big oh, that yeah, big yeah, yeah, run yeah. that they made as a eight that, seed. That was I th- that was the Shabazz year, I thought. Is that that is what it was? Yeah. Sorry, that was that was the that was yeah. the one where they they hit the crazy buzzer beater in Cincinnati. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that team very well, Jack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? You don't remember who they faced in the championship? Was it Kentucky? It was. Uh, I don't remember that. Uh, UConn was nine. Kentucky was eight. They were both nine. Oh, I do remember that because that was the first time that had ever happened. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. That was Julius Randle on the other side. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, really, the only thing I remember of that that season is I, we had, uh, it was, I think my eighth grade year, we had, it was our last day before spring break, and me and one of my best friends came back to my house. We go to the basement, we turn on the game, and we realize that Cincy and UConn are in this, like, really close match, and that if UConn wins the whole thing, they'll go to the tournament. Um, and so UConn, like, was down five with, like, 30 seconds to go. They come back, they take it to overtime, and then, you know, there was that crazy triple overtime game with them, and that's, like, all, the, all I really remember before UConn went on the run. Well, we have uh, just a little bit of time left, uh, so we'll postpone the uh, nicknames, sports nicknames draft for next week because that's going to be a fun thing to do on camera, I imagine, uh, as well as some NBA talk. Uh, but I want to go through some NFL predictions while we have three weeks away from uh, the Super Bowl. It's three or so weeks away. Yeah. Uh, it's coming yeah, up pretty fast, uh, the end of the football season. Uh, so some predictions here. We have, again, the – the Bucks and Lions, we think the Lions might win. We have Chiefs and Bills. The majority of us think Bills will win. I think it's boring to talk about who's going to win tonight. I think I, I want Super Bowl predictions. Who's going to be there and who's going to win out of those two teams? And Jones, uh, you said? Um, yeah, I have Niners-Bills. Niners, I think Bills. I think Niners pulled out. I think it's – I mean, it, that would be a pretty close game. But I, I don't see unless, – unless the Ravens find their way to um, the Super Bowl, which I don't think they will. I think Niners are the 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 clear cut favorite to um win it. Uh Haley, what was your prediction? Niners and who? <laughs> oh man, I think I'm gonna go Niners Ravens. Niners Ravens and Niners win that. Ravens win the game. Ravens win wow. the game. Oh, hating your own team, okay. 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 Uh I'll I'll mark it up, Jack. Who do you got? I I've got the Niners in the NFC, and I'll take the Chiefs in the AFC. 
That's a fair <laughs> pick. That's a fair That's pick. That's fine. They're, yeah. they're hot. Yeah. They're hot. Uh, I'm actually – and who wins? Is that Niners win? Uh, No. No, repeat of uh, okay. last time we yeah. played. <laughs> yeah, I imagined. Uh, I'm actually the exact same as Haley on this one. I was thinking Ravens-Niners though a long time now, and I, I think Ravens got exactly what they need to win it all. Lamar Jackson, even though he's a Louisville. Uh, not Louisville. really. Yeah. I remember going to a SDF the airport in Louisville, and he's plas- he was plastered everywhere when he was still a quarterback. At Lo- he was that makes sense. He was the <laughs> hero of Kentucky. Yeah, for so long. <laughs> well, he he won Heisman too. He did, which was a huge. He deal. was huge yeah. back there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's the man. Uh, even Kentucky fans mm-hmm. respected him. I mean, like yeah. we we all like our Lamar Jackson back in the bluegrass. So. <laughs> uh, but I uh, that's gonna be a, a fun matchup. Either, either one of these will be. I don't think we have a boring Super Bowl, but what would, what would be the most boring Super Bowl uh, out of the matchups right here? now? Probably Lions or probably Buccaneers and Ravens. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a boring. So Ravens are a part of the boring Super Bowl. That I, I think so because that'd just be a you already know the winner. You'd, I think I think if the yeah. Chiefs make it back, it's it's not as exciting. I want to see some new blood in there. I want to. That's why I'm excited for a team like the. That's why I love the Lions beating in it right yeah. now. It's just yeah, a team that doesn't the team that doesn't get the chance to play in an NFC Championship game. Even if they don't win it, at least you're you're in an NFC Championship. Right. You can you can make the strides to make it next year. It's so, funny. So it's funny. Ravens, yeah, that might be. Jacob, it was funny that you said though. that you thought the Chiefs like would make it more boring because that was going to be my answer was my prediction. The Niners Chiefs Super Bowl I think would be one of the more boring ones just because yeah. everyone's seen, seen it? it in like well yeah. it was like five years ago four years ago something like that so yeah. like it's just something we've seen before uh all right so next week we'll come back again we'll have the uh sports nicknames draft it'll be very fun uh so that's it for the valley variety today so long farewell and let's play that outro jacob jones Monkeys is the best the little beaver statue outside mm-hmm. oh, maybe one of the best mascots you've ever seen the beaver himself oh yeah you know, I'm a big beaver guy. You like beavers? Oh, big beaver you're guy. Big beaver guy. How has this become a thing here? Uh, beavers, you know, Sequoia, you're just as fascinated as I am at this point. Ben Yates. You know, I've, I was always a fan of the uh, the Oregon State logo okay. growing up. It's a good beaver. And they have, they, they, have pretty <laughs> solid, they have pretty solid uniforms. So yeah. I was like, you what, know what? What's your favorite beaver? Uh, you know, I got to go Benny Beaver. Pac-12 represent. Uh, he's one of the two or three best. Benny Beaver and then, you know. Is Bucky number two? Uh, you know, I gotta go Bucky too. Okay. You know, Benny's never made me brisket before. Yeah, a top five. The Valley Variety, live every Sunday at noon on Blaze Radio.